CK here with another episode of Purple Worship, a podcast about worshiping with your whole life. Today we're going to be talking about time, and that's the one thing that we all have that we can spend but never gain. So how we spend our time, particularly as Christians, particularly as parents, training up children who also have a limited allotment of time on this planet and who will also spend all of the time that they have how we spend our time and teach them to spend their time is incredibly important. So let's start off here, gentlemen. Thank you again for joining me. Ephesians 5:16. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. So there's there's a wisdom here in what he's about to be talking about. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. And then he goes right back to therefore do not be foolish but understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, obviously, as far as time management goes, there is a lot of instruction in that verse that we can unpack, and then all throughout the Bible where it talks about how we're supposed to be using our time, how we're supposed to be maximizing the days that we have on this side of eternity and storing up treasures for heaven for that side of eternity with the time that we spend here. So I want to start off here. This is a worship podcast, so let's just start off with how is prioritizing our time, how is managing our time a form of worship? I think it's the one asset that we have that God has given to all men that is both indeterminate in our own view of it, but then also the most um, like highly controllable thing that we have to actually affect change in our world. We don't know what it's going to add up to. We don't know how he's going to use the efforts that we have, but we do know that we are given, you know, X number of years and days. And with each one that we are given, we have a choice on how we spend it. And ultimately how that plays into his bigger story is up to him. But it's like the one thing that we actually can do. Uh, and one thing we can affect beyond just devoting it completely to him. Like, we can actually do stuff with it. It's faith and works, right? So the works have to be done within a timeline. We are fixed creatures inside a fixed timeline. Uh, that's all we've got. If, if we're, if worship is like, you know, continue, if we're always worshiping, right? Mm -hmm. So worship is continual outpouring um, toward something. Then uh, every moment of every second of every day is, is given, is outpoured offered maybe would be a fine word mm -hmm. offered to something or someone. And, uh, and so uh, using our time, redeeming our time uh, is an act of worship simply because we're, we're, we're uh, spending it, offering it up almost mm -hmm. like a sacrifice to, mm -hmm. uh, to God and saying, I want, I want you to have this minute, you know, and right. how, how that plays out, like you said, so you get how this, how that plays out how we uh, mold and shape our lives and the, the, the um, 168 hours that we're given in a week, how we, how we shape that um, and offer that to God. Obviously there's a, there's a lot of uh, leeway there, but yeah. ultimately, yeah, I think it's, it's um, uh, just something that we get to, we get to take this minute or hour or whatever and say, I'm going to give it to you for this God. And uh, mm. in that sense, you know, uh, we're, we're always doing that or we're like, Hey, God of, you know, sport or TV right. or, or, or video games or, or, or when family takes, 
the wrong priority, which can happen, right. you know, mm-hmm. uh, God of family, you know, um, and when all those things happen, uh, then it's, it's worship, but it's not worship to, to God. Yeah. I love the analogy of offering a sacrifice. Cause if you think of it in, in those terms, then the way that you spend your time, because it is, it is something that is spent, right? We, we exchange it for something, um, we're, we're purchasing an experience or, uh, or whatever by using our time. You know, CK and I talk about this all the time with watching movies. It's an investment in two hours and I can use my two hours this way, or I can use my two hours this way. And the possibilities of how I can use it are infinite. So by choosing to watch this specific movie with this two hours that I have that I'm never going to get back, is that investment a worthwhile investment? And so I like the added analogy of, is this sacrifice of my two hours that I'm about to make, like I'm giving it up, I'm killing it, I'm putting it on an altar and I'm burning it, right? There's, it's never going to come back. I'm going to have to find a new two hours to then be able to do something with. Uh, so it's a sacrifice. It's gone. It's over. Um, so once I sacrifice that time, where is it going? And as we would all uh, affirm, that worship needs to always go Godward. So talk to me about what that looks like, because obviously every single second of every single day isn't necessarily explicitly Godward. Sometimes it's implicitly Godward. What does it look like to redeem our time? I mean, I think that, uh, I think that, uh, CK, you're, you're pretty, you, the time that I've known you, you've been really good at that. Um, uh, and I think a good word is just intentional, you know? So if, if the intention is to honor God, then just being intentional, uh, often, uh, accomplishes that. And so just saying, yeah, you know, am I using it intentionally for the purpose of honoring God that can open up, that, that can be free, freeing, yeah. Um, because, uh, you know, filming a podcast about worship, um, it's not reading my Bible. It's not praying. It's not discipling my family or, or, or feeding the hungry. Um, and yet, uh, I think it's a valuable, I think this time right here even is, is a valuable, uh, exchange or sacrifice of my time for, uh, what I believe the end goal is going to be. Mm-hmm. which hopefully will actually help people and disciple people and sure. things like that. So yeah, maybe totally. it'll feed the hungry. I don't know. Right. <laughs> maybe well, sponsorship dollars. Right, right. Eventually, might feed yes. the hungry. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's like anything with time because it's the one thing we, we can't control, but we have like the most control over hmm. uh, is there's always that debate of even if you're spending it with your family, or maybe especially with your family is the, what can I do versus what's the best version of this? Like there's always that tension. Right. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, my, my favorite non-biblical uh, source for the use and how you evaluate your time has got to be from Lord of the Rings where uh, a character says, it's basically paraphrased. It's, it's not what you are handed. It's how you handle that. It's what you do with the time you've been given. Mm-hmm. And, that always rings true for me because I think it echoes Ecclesiastes uh, right at the end of the book, right when the preacher's concluding the argument, and he says, every act is going to be brought to judgment. Mm-hmm. And that that is such an empowering thing because you actually, when you have the Holy Spirit, it's convicting you of when you're doing something that is or is not directing you Godward, everything you do 
is impacted by this thing that you actually can control. Now it's not your strength, right? Like you're not going to use your time in the best possible way to glorify God all by yourself. That's why you have the spirit. But, um, but I think all of that wraps into this. Like it's that, it's like you said, it's that constant evaluation of, of how am I spending it? What am I doing right now? Is this better than that? You know, but there's also this great like freedom and kind of like strength that comes from the ability that God has said, Hey, you've got, however long I give you, use it in the best way. And there's, there is no like tech, you know, checklist every day to use it every minute in the past best, like exact way. Mm-hmm. It's totally up to that reliance that we have on, on the spirit to, to help us to see when we are out of line. Uh, and then hopefully we point ourselves in a better direction and start doing some of that, you know, and then it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, I failed over here. And then I would come back over here. And uh, so I, I like that though, because it's, it's something that we that every single person deals with, which also makes it really, really applicable for the way we, our witness um, is, you know, the way we impact others, the way we witness to people, because everybody's got the same problem. Like, mm-hmm. we're all trying to figure out how to use our time. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I wanted to, to go to the actual term redeem. I was just thinking about this as you were talking about it, partly because you mentioned all we can do is use the time that we've been given. It's what we do with the time that we've been given. I think that word's really important uh, for mm. us to just have a conscious awareness that time doesn't just happen to us. It's a gift that yeah. is given to us that we're supposed to steward. We're just like money, just like anything else that's entrusted to our care. Our time, it, it can often just feel passive. Uh, but we have a responsibility to turn it into something active. It's an, it's a time should be using time should be a verb. It shouldn't just happen to you, right? Uh, you should actually be actively redeeming it. And I think Ephesians five, um, gives us kind of this, this picture of you're, you're supposed to redeem the time or buy back the time. And it says, because the days are evil. So someone else has an agenda for how they want to spend your time. You know, Satan has an agenda for how he wants your time on this earth to be spent and it's furthering his kingdom. And so one of the ways that we don't walk as fools is by intentionally not advancing the kingdom of Satan. And rather we redeem that time. We buy back that time by using it for the advancement of the kingdom of God. We can obviously do that in a lot of different ways. But I want to turn our conversation to the specific time that we live in at this particular moment, um, going through right now the coronavirus crisis. Uh, and lots of people may find themselves with extra amounts of time in their day. How do we redeem the time in days like these, when there's a crisis, when we might find ourselves with a little bit of extra time, and when the agenda of the enemy may seem even more apparent to us. Now, I'm not just talking about the coronavirus crisis, but just in general, whenever we see opposition rising against us, like what you were talking about with wanting to sacrifice your time to other things that are not God, uh, you know, sports, entertainment, whatever that is, whenever you see those types of things rising in you where that alternate agenda raises its head for you to advance the kingdom of Satan in your life, in the lives of your children, the lives of the people around you. How do we redeem the time in those circumstances? But we, we call it wasting time, right? Like, yeah. that's the, you know, so <clears throat> I think the word waste means something like uselessly use, mm-hmm. right? So, so 
purposely, uh, purposelessly uh, use our time. And, uh, uh, and so, uh, you know, the, the idea that we are given time, mm -hmm. um, the idea that we want to spend it, you know, or buy it back um, means that we want to, to invest it in a way that uh, yields a profit, you know? Sure. And so a lot of times, I mean, just, you know, thinking about when I'm, when I'm granted an extra evening or week or whatever, you know, um, there is, there is, for me at least, there's almost, uh, it's almost crushing at times. Um, but I've got all this, I've got all this, uh, this capital, um, right. and I don't know yeah. what I'm going to do. I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. And all of a sudden my mind's running through. And, uh, I think that that's a problem that Christians ought to have. Like we ought to have that. Mm. If we don't have that, then there's probably something uh, malfunctioning mm. in the way that we're thinking about about this time. Mm. And uh, and I, I one of the main things I would encourage people to do is just not uselessly use uh, yeah. whatever time you have. Just not uselessly use it. You know, we can we can get frustrated or or even so overwhelmed that we can't move. You know, like there have yeah. been times mm -hmm. where I have so many things. So many different options in front of me that uh, I just I'm stuck. <laughs> I don't do anything um, for fear of doing the wrong thing, and, and that's yeah. obviously uh, a problem. But I'd rather people have that problem than um, uh, just go burn it. Right, right, just to give yeah. it away for no yeah. good reason. Yeah, it's it's hard because uh, you know we said in one of the earlier episodes like there's definitely uh, layers or levels of um, impact that this thing is having on people, mm -hmm. and like uh, I think most of us, but uh, I especially have had like almost no schedule change because of this. Uh, mm -hmm. And if anything, I have to be more intentional with the time that I have instead of finding myself with large swaths of free time. But I got I got busier. <laughs> yeah, and so so like it's that has actually been it's actually been the inverse where like a bunch of people i know are trying to figure out what to binge on netflix i'm i'm like i'm watching less movies and stuff because the the time that i have is now it's more important that it be um segmented properly mm -hmm. and that my switching time my switching cost between those times is far lower uh so that i can switch contexts faster like because my commute right? I don't get a commute to like unwind and detox and reset my mind and everything. It's like two seconds out that way, you know, and I'm boom, I'm into it. Uh, and so that for me has been a, a really big lesson in like trying to find um, little hacks, like even if it's just taking five or 10 minutes and doing kind of like a pretend commute, you know, like after shutting off my work stuff, just sitting there for a few minutes or whatever it takes, like uh, read the Bible first thing, like when I sit down at my desk to work, in the morning, then I've been trying to just read even just a quick chapter of something to reset my brain. Cause I went from busy breakfast. Now I'm going into busy work. Like mm -hmm. I don't get a commute or any kind of switch. I just have to run right into it, you know? So anything like that, I feel like is really, really helpful because we're not given the, we currently can't take advantage of those transitional spaces and times. Right. And it's really hard for humans to go from like all in one area and then switch to all in one area. And when you take even a little bit of it with you, 
you're actually still doing that other thing. And so like, it's really important, I think, to, to recognize just those practical things that God gives us as just good wisdom to use that mm-hmm. like, Hey, like you're human, you, you need a few minutes to, you know, detox or whatever, before you go switch to a new thing so that you can actually be present. Cause I think that's what we're really trying to get to here is like the most important thing about time is that we use it intentionally, like you said. And so if we're not fully present, then we're not actually using it to its fullest because we're not giving it our fullest energy, which we're supposed to do for everything in life is do it all under the glory of God. Right. All your heart, all your mind, all your strength. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not some of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like I've, I've, so I've talked to a lot of people who are struggling and, you know, I think that for some people, uh, God has actually providentially used this time to force them to slow down and unwind Mm. a little bit. People who are far too high strung or far too busy Mm -hmm. um, and they need to learn a new, a new way to manage their time. Um, The workaholic type. uh, And, and so I think there's, there's been some good that's come out of it. There are people that I've talked to who uh, are having to learn how to, how to be present, you know, how to, how to become present um, in, in whatever context they're in because of the fact that they're so used to juggling a thousand different things uh, at all moments. And then on the flip side, um, there's just a massive temptation when our regular lives are upset to just, to just put everything on hold. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that hasn't been the case for me, but I, I really feel for people for who that has been the case for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is like, a, I had, I had this, this is eight to five. This right. is six to nine. This yeah. is nine to 11, you know, or whatever. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and um, plenty of people aren't as disciplined as that, but a lot of people have a, a schedule that they go through. And I really feel for people who have that all upset. Um, because then again, like I said, you've given this huge amount of this huge gift um, right. all this time. What are you going to do with it? Like I know one guy who's who uh, um, has been basically going and getting a, a college education type, uh, the amount of reading he's doing everything yeah. on a number of different subjects because he's just been gifted with all this time. So he's trying to redeem it that way. And, mm-hmm. you know, so not uselessly use it, but usefully use it. Yeah. Um, but I, I, again, I, I feel and sympathize with people who get so stuck that they're just like one more episode of right. uh, the new show. <laughs> I guess the Tiger King. I heard, I have no idea, <laughs> but uh, I have no idea, but oh, no. one more episode of that, it, you know, and I'll, then I'll figure it out. You know, then I'll figure right, it out. Yeah. And, uh, sometimes you just got to sit down and like make a list and figure it out. And, uh, yeah. and that, that can be frustrating and very difficult to do as well. Yeah. yeah sure. You said something really interesting right in the middle. It wasn't even your main point. You said God has used this time for X. And it just got me thinking, you know, God always does this perfectly, right? He always invests his time well, and he always redeems it and uses it the best that he possibly can, which is why I think Ephesians 5 ends the way it does the opposite of being foolish is to understand the will of the Lord because mm-hmm. God wants you to do something very specific with your time, namely accomplish the will. So you're in line with the way he uses time. You're in line with the way he desires time to be used. And so the seeking of and the obedience to the will of God is ultimately the key to unlocking the ultimate redeeming of time. Uh, mm-hmm. And if we are 
in that frame of mind, I think that when we are dumped these long, extreme amounts of time in some cases, and also when our schedules are constricted and we're way busier uh, than we want to be, then those guiding principles of, okay, what is God's will for me right now in this moment? What has he said in his word? What should I be thinking about? What should I be trying to do? Uh, and most of the time, you know, that isn't being on your phone when you're with family. Most of the time it is being present in the moment, right? Those, those types of practical things are only correct because they align with what God wants you to do with your time, right? And so I think that's a really cool way to just kind of kind of wrap all of this up. And I, and I want to end there, but I don't want to end there because, um, you know, the time, the time constraint thing, it, it suggests we should end there. But I, I was just <laughs> thinking of this. Um, we were talking on Thursday, CK, about uh, this is a, it's not really a whole different topic, but it is, it's just a different perspective on this. So I just want to talk about it for just a quick minute. We were talking about um, the possibility of maybe adopting a, down syndrome or mentally handicapped or somebody like that. And mm -hmm. on that topic, um, we were talking about, you know, maybe doing that for someone who was going to abort their child because they were going to be born into this world with a handicap and how amazing that would be to have that opportunity to step in. But that's a lifelong mm -hmm. commitment. You know, that's the only thing that would hold me back from that potentially is just thinking through, okay, if I make this decision, this is until I die or until they die. It's like marriage, right? right. Um, it's, they don't, they don't ever grow up and leave the house. Uh, it's yeah. not a short term commitment. And so I was thinking of your parents actually, Brandon, um, they didn't do that long term commitment, but in the middle of their life, when most people are done with having kids, mm -hmm. they adopted babies essentially, and went back through the whole process of, uh, of raising children to, at great cost to themselves, to their health, mm. to, you know, the time of life that most people would choose to spend their time wastefully. Let's be mm. honest. You right. know, they're they're entering the season of life when most people would choose to just waste the rest of their years until they die. Uh, that's common mm. in American culture. And yet they chose very specifically, very intentionally at great cost to themselves to sacrifice that time for a long-term storing up treasures in heaven where time is endless, you know? And I, I said at the beginning, we can't ever really gain time, and that is true, but we definitely can store up uh, treasure for the time that's coming, right? We, we can, can enjoy the time that's coming. Yeah, we can profit from what it is we're redeeming. Yeah, yeah. and I loved that sure. example you gave too about what return am I getting on this investment? If I watch a stupid movie about nothing for two <laughs> hours, what's the return on that investment? I might yeah. laugh. Okay, right. that's fine. I might laugh. I might share some laughs with a friend. Now we're talking a little bit better. Right. It's probably not going to go any deeper than that. Right. You know, but but there's another way I could use that two hours where I might get a bigger return, you know? And it's not to say that you shouldn't ever do frivolous things uh, for fun. You know, that's okay. But I think in American culture everything's all about fun, right? And so we're right. only ever getting these tiny little returns on our time investment. Right. And I think God created us to enjoy our life, but he also created us to follow his will. And so when we're focused, like what you were saying, Brandon, on literally what is the most return on investment I can get from this time, we'll make hard decisions like let's adopt some kids at 50 
or right. let's adopt a, a down syndrome child that's going to be in my house till the day I die or the day they die. You yeah, know, we, then yeah. we can make those decisions because we're going to get an incredible return on that investment. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, my parents have, you know, so, so yeah, they have no guarantee. I mean, so they adopted three and then they, they adopted two more. And the second time I was like, I don't know guys, <laughs> um, you know, and, and, uh, and I'm, I'm pretty big on adoption. And I was like, I don't know, but, uh, um, they, uh, <laughs> they still chose to do it. And, they will probably be in their early seventies before they are uh, empty nesters. Just, just and uh, yeah, so that's, that's just kind of radical in and of itself. But um, you know, I, I think about, again, we don't want to we don't want to get crushed under the, uh, under the idea of like, okay, what is in this second, what is the yeah. absolute best thing I can do? Right. Cause then all you're going to do is worry about, you know, you can waste <laughs> away the days. Which is a waste of time. Right. Right. Yeah. right. But, uh, <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. I can't ever <laughs> stop. <laughs> but you know, the Christian life is supposed to be costly. Mm. You know, like like nothing uh, in all of Jesus' teachings across four gospels, plus all of the extra um, that we have commentary in the New Testament on his life, nothing ever suggests that leisure will be something that mm. we um, are owed or guaranteed, uh, praise God here, we are many times guaranteed leisure. And I certainly agree, you know, that that's, that's helpful. And at times you had a detox. I mean, like just, I, I agree 100%. But uh, if, you're, if your Christian life isn't costly, uh, then you're probably wasting mm. a lot of your time. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, this, is, this has been fantastic. Um, I'm, I'm so grateful that we had this conversation. I'm even grateful for the little detour. I think that was well worth uh, the extra time that we devoted to that. And so, uh, so until next time, we're encouraging you, please use the time that you have for the glory of God, because it is worship. Everything that you do all the time, that's what we do here, reminding you every minute of every day, we're worshiping something. And so use that time to worship God. See you next time.